Wow. Tickets were like $45,000. Some people yeah. really spent a quarter yeah, of a million yeah, yeah. dollars. Yeah. And they were buying things like private villas that didn't exist. They were pay- purchasing for like yacht brunch parties that there was not a yacht. There was like none of these things actually existed. And he kept selling these things that people were buying them when they didn't exist. And How, the, he's not in jail though, right? He is in jail. He's in jail. Oh. Only for six years. But he's white? Yes. 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 <laughs> and a man. <laughs> on top of that. Um, and all of his scams were scams to pay off another scam to pay yeah. off another yeah, scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I didn't know That's that. crazy pants. Yeah. I didn't know people actually did this oh, in they life. Do. They do. And can get away. I think the part was like, and can get away they with do. it. Yeah. 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 Like he forged, I mean, I don't want to say it, but like, okay. he who shall not be named oh, yeah. is not in our president. <laughs> yeah. Somebody even made that collection. It was like, yeah. Um, our our White House is a fire festival yeah. essentially happening yeah. right under yeah. our eyes. And I'm like, yeah. 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 No, not even under. Like in front of no one just no one cares. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's like the crazy thing. Minimum wage with a baby on the way. Let me tell you about You know, you know what the theme is. So we're doing um, song lyric theme songs or uh, lyric association. I don't. That's not the best word. Um, we're doing an introductory game where I s- say or sing lyrics from a uh, television theme song, and Melanie is to guess what it is. Oh, okay. Right now, she is one for one for two. Okay. So she's you know fifty percent right now. Okay. Hopefully by the end she can get a great passing score. You know. Yeah. Um, you can definitely assist if you would. Okay. She loses points for assistance, just no. so you know. She gets a half point. You're making up rules as you go along. What if I do yes, like, like 100%. body language? I don't actually say anything. Does that still count? I think. Or text um, it to me. Yeah. Or, t- right, or text it. Okay, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a hint also, you know, right? So it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news. On the Family newspaper. Man. Yay! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. You, right. you piped up <laughs> you when you said, uh, <laughs> on that uh, the first line. Day and age. Mm-hmm. Okay, I made it easy for you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Family. Days gone by. There's a family. That's a white man singing that song. Oh, great. I, when I found that, I was like, well, you are hallelujah. <laughs> There's another surprising um, lyricist song. Wait, you know what? Let me, I'll just get it to you later. Okay. But there's a group of, of guys, and like you think it's a woman singing, and it's actually a group of Cuban men. I love it. Yeah. A group, and it sounds like a woman? Mm-hmm. Wow. I posted it on Facebook a long time ago. I'm going to try to find it. But anyway. Welcome back to the Dance Union Podcast, where we talk about the constructive, the contemplative, the content, 
continuous Chinese <laughs> colonial <laughs> life of a dance artist. <laughs> this is J Book. <laughs> <My name> is <laughs> and I'm the catarized Melanie. I don't understand why you even would choose that word. You could have used coolly, corkly, cornerstone, courageous. <laughs> Because it was on the Cause, thing. Because. Because it, it couldn't get out of my mind. The crisp. I Google, I literally Googled uh, positive adjectives that start with the letter C, and Chinese was one of them. So I just I couldn't. It what just about cunning funny. or custodial? It just came funny. Welcome. Uh, wait, what did I say after that? Um, you just said, I, I, you said, I'm dead. And this is the Dance Union, Union Podcast. podcast. Welcome. We're joined in the studio by another amazing guest. Please introduce yourself and tell us who you be. Hi, my name is Diane Tomasi. <laughs> yeah. um, I use she, her pronouns. Awesome. I'm an aerialist, a dancer, a teacher. And yes. an Aries. I'm not an Aries. Oh, how dare you? I'm a oh. Gemini. Ooh. Way better than an Aries. No, oh, and that's so blasphemy. understandable. Blasphemy. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I like people, humans. Yes. Long walks and cats. <laughs> I like... Long walks <laughs> off short piers. Off short piers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I was. I'm so glad that you pronounced your name for me because I was saying Thomas I. Yeah, a lot mm. of people do. Or yeah. Thomas I, like Thomas I. Yeah, like I am Japanese and I'm not. Yeah, yeah very so Italian. it's Tomasi. Tomasi. I like Tomasi? both. I like both. I, I'm doing this thing where I um, pronounce vowels and words with different inflections just to give them, you know. Greater some range, meaning. yeah, yeah greater meaning, different mm -hmm. emphasis. Um, so yeah, we're there. Before we get started and in, like into the regular thing, I feel like it's really, really appropriate for us to throw in some wonderful thanks, a la in the realm of organized and uh, collective efforts to make change in our society slash our country. I want to thank the um, the air, the people who decided to shut down these airports that force the government yes. to open even if it is for three weeks like the unions who are part of that congratulations um, working class folks you know congratulations also before the before the the the, the strike or the uh, refusal to work because i think one um union in their union contract they are forbidden from actually striking mm. so the way that they decided not to work was to all call in sick mm. Because Good for them. yeah, I think it was the um, it was the airport security or I have the article in front of me, but as I'm speaking, I can't read and speak at the same time. Um, but along with them, it was the fl uh, the flight attendants union who also were like, "Look, we're not we're not doing this anymore. So like, you're gonna get this government opened quickly, fastly, and in a hurry." Um, and, or you can't go anywhere. And I think that was one of the most strategic and most important blows to not just um, the way that our country is run, but more specifically to like the upper class who don't. Hey, thank you. This who is aren't like held accountable. Exactly. This shutdown. That's the thing. It's like the people who are responsible for this shutdown mm -hmm. are getting paid. Yep. And they don't have to take public transportation or do mm -hmm. some of these. Uh, they get their pri private jets and yep. whatnot. And it's like they don't care that folks aren't like aren't getting paid and can't pay their bills yeah. or not getting their vouchers. Yeah. And we, I mean, it'd be so easy. 
maybe yeah it is easy it'd be so easy for everyone in, in um congress to just make a bill that if the government is going to shut down no one no one gets paid that includes all the upper officials that like, are making the shutdown happen that making the it shutdown would never happen. get shut down right because like if you hold them like because at that point i feel like when i hear government shutdown i remember the first time i heard government shutdown i was like oh whoa some shit is really about to pop off right, for the government to function? shut down yeah yeah how can we function but no it is literally just the working class that are affected. The, the working class that are affected, and those those tasks that they're asked to do are either not going to happen or not going to happen with um, with, pay, with compensation. So there are so many people, over eight hundred thousand um, contracted civil service union, yeah, civil service um, employees. Is that how the title goes? That um, mm, that were at risk for not getting back pay for the work that they were doing, <gasps> and they no. were asked to continue to. No. IRS workers were asked. And if not asked, if I felt more like um, threatened, it seems like for them to come back and process um, tax returns. Over 1.5 million tax workers were like basically like you need to work even if there's not going to be any pay to make this happen. Why though? Because the taxes still keep the government running in a certain way, so they want you to process these tax refunds, these refunds, right? And then there are about another 1.3 million folks who are um, independent contractors that work for the government that are probably never going to get yeah. that money that um, that they missed in those weeks because of the status of yeah. their employment. The, actually, the people who um, make the least amount of money mm -hmm. are the ones who are at the most risk, like the janitors and mm -hmm. people like that who are like contracted out and they'll never get paid no. ever. And it's like, well, cool, thanks, yeah. thanks a lot. Exactly. So, and you all may be asking, how does this relate to the dance world? It does. It so does. It does. Because we are all interconnected, yeah. and I think it's also great to see the power of working class folks yes. who have, who, like you said, protested and said, "No, this isn't happening." Yeah. So when it goes down in the dance world, y'all, we should consider yeah. how we can work together to make things better for ourselves. And just say Hence no more. Hence, the dance union. Yeah, really. Well, I, and also not being, not being. I mean, this is the, something that gets my blood boiling. Not being so in your own art that it's mm -hmm. fine it's okay mm -hmm. i don't need to get paid no we need to get paid yeah yes enough with this bullshit yes <laughs> i love what i do i know i know I, right i love what i do and because i love it so much i deserve to be compensated in that way like yeah. it from like there's i feel like there's two there's two things that you can choose to do with the, with the skills and crafts that you have you can choose to love it so much that you are very decisive in where you will like provide your services for free or like pro bono, sure. like a lawyer. Sure. Like you know, if I'm a lawyer, I'm like, okay, I'll do some some cases in this specific neighborhood pro bono. Or you're like, this is my actual rate right here. Anything in between mm -hmm. where you're like selling yourself short or mm -hmm. you're like doing it, it doesn't it doesn't help anyone besides the people who benefit from those things. And a lot of those people are already in position of power and already have the financial stability. So when dancers are like, oh, you know, I'll do this project for. Um, let's say, or I signed this contract more specifically for a lot of folks. I signed this contract that does not properly compensate, compensate me for the work that I'm going to be doing. Like, you may feel good on the inside, like, okay, I love my craft, I love my craft, I love what I do, but no one else is, is, um, is taking such a hit. Everyone else is, like, right. low-key benefiting right. off of you taking a lower cut. Right. Yeah, and I would say, too, a couple things on that. One, to be completely transparent, when there are opportunities for lawyers and such to take things pro bono or stuff like that, you can best believe that they have they are getting so much compensation, yeah. maybe in another way, yeah. that it, they can actually afford yeah. to do something for. And I, I've talked to a lot of friends who do that. They're mm -hmm. like, I got so much money from this corporate gig that yeah. it's freed up some time that I am willing to donate yes. my time over here in this other situation. Yeah. So I think it's important to let people know that, yeah. you know, or like you know, weighing your options. Like I used to perform for this 
uh, group and they didn't pay me that much. They paid me what they could. I knew what they would get. They they were so transparent about what they were making for each show mm. and they were dividing it up equally or, or mm-hmm. as equal as they could. You know, of course, some things cost more than other things, but they w- took care of our costumes, took care of our makeup. And then so it's like, okay, I'm not getting what I want out of this, but neither are they. And they're not making all this money and I'm getting $5. No, exactly. So I'm like, okay, well... I'm I'm interested in what they're doing. I'm doing my own work. They're not telling me what to do. Great. This feels good to me. Other other than like, oh yeah, can you just do it for free? Absolutely not. And here's the thing too. We have a, a really t- we have a way of sometimes not being very transparent about our work. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the the situation happens a lot with um, ticketing, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like at Brooklyn Arts Exchange, you pay ten, fifteen, twenty dollars for a ticket. Really, that ticket costs about forty, actually, to fifty dollars. Yeah. But it is subsidized through yes. through grants and other things that make it possible. Yes. So when people want to gripe and complain about paying a twenty dollars ticket, it's like, well, actually, if we were truly honest about how much this cost, you would be paying a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to continue to sort of advocate for our worth because sometimes people are like, well, it's it's art, so why are, you know why should you be compensated for that? Why is it important? It's extremely important. And I sort of arrived to this thought about it a couple weeks ago at this workshop and it's we as artists have an opportunity and an ability to open people's mind in a different way Mm -hmm. and also bring certain issues to light through movement and other creative uh, outlets and there are so many people especially americans who don't have an opportunity to do that they don't get to dream they don't get to plan they don't get to um, have the space to sort of decide about alternative ways of doing things because they're in the hustle of every day. They've got like a five-hour commute. Yeah. They've got, and then when they get home, they're exhausted and still got to cook food for their children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like there are some people who don't have the space, and we, we, we are fortunate that we have space to do that. And then perhaps that then we take that and we make it available to other people so that they can also consider and think about how they're moving through their own worlds yes. from a microbiologist to a custodian yeah. to um, you know a secretary or, yeah. like, or that art and this is sort of like I was thinking about this before we even started this that art is not only for artists that it's anyone can be yeah. an artist and you can be a microbiologist and maybe working 800 hours a week isn't necessarily what you need to be doing yeah. I mean Right here, right now, yes, you need to be doing it because no one's letting you do otherwise. Mm-mm. But wouldn't it be nice to also have some time to paint a picture yeah. or to take a dance class? Or, or, yeah. You know? yeah. or even I'm thinking like with a microbiologist, like seeing certain work happening and then all of a sudden getting an aha, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. these molecules actually can do this. You know, f- mm-hmm. just from seeing bodies in space yeah. or actually mm-hmm. having time to sit at a show mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. I mean, let's be real. Like yeah. we, our minds wander during shows and yeah. then we sometimes return back. But then think about all that information that we're give, uh, mm-hmm. we get mm-hmm. in those in-between moments mm-hmm. because we're sitting there mm-hmm. yeah I, I just wanted to share one more thing um and diane you mentioned um not being so caught up in our own specific art world and wage specifically put out an invitation to artists participating in 2019 biennial and it's along that those lines in which they said um in a few months more than 70 artists will be contracted by the whitney museum of american art to supply the content for its 2019 biennial exhibition <clears throat> In the capacity of temporary workers, these artists will be permitted and even encouraged to publicly dissent, openly question, and politically engage with visitors through their participation. If you're one of these artists, this invitation from Wage is for you. And Wage is the working artist and the greater oh, working artists and the greater economy. You can check it's out. It's a great book. website. Great website, great Facebook page. Um, 
And the last thing, or not the last thing, but the last thing I'll read from this post is, we invite you to use your exceptional status as a worker who can claim both the freedom to dissent and the right to be paid, um, yeah, the right to be paid to withhold your labor in solidarity with the Whitney staff who cannot. We invite you to put your exceptional exceptionality to work. And I think that's the part where where we collect and we, we get outside of thinking that our specific world, our specific community is the only one that's going to affect us and there's no bleed over, there's no transference mm-hmm. of energies. Is that, like, you, if you're an artist who can protest and these, these people, like, there are unions who put in their contracts that you're not allowed to disrupt the flow of the place in which you work to be unionized, then you have the exceptionality and you have the freedom to both get paid and to protest and make and bring these things aware. So I feel like as we move through spaces, as artists more specifically, since we tend to have that sense of like freedom as we float through space to space, that we should make sure that when we have an opportunity to step into a space, we highlight the cracks in the foundation and and the and the ways in which they can do better. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm so grateful that you gave me this ten thousand dollar opportunity. I will never say anything bad about you. There's nothing in your contract that says that you have to like be the the spokesperson for this. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times dollar figures and performance opportunity and your name being on a brochure. Mm-hmm. Or your name and face being on the brochure means that you must also be an advocate for the space. Mm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like you just... And questioning doesn't mean you're ungrateful. Yes. Yeah, but it, some people just don't like questions. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... I question a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily mean them bad. You I do just, question uh, a lot. I do. <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean it bad. I'm just curious yeah. Yeah. Wh- how they came to this particular mm-hmm. answer. And a lot of people get mad or get upset or get anxious, and then they refuse to either if they're like um a person who's uh has the job or whatever like not that i don't get hired in that way but they won't work with me in the future Mm -hmm. or you know it's like Mm -hmm. i'm not questioning your existence i like uh, i'm taking this course because i believe in it i'm just asking how you got to this answer yeah and that that reminds me of the fire documentary and i think this was like a it's Wait, what did, you, did you watch the I Hulu or both. the okay? I, I feel like the Hulu version. The Hulu version was, I feel like, the most um, informative about who Billy McFarland actually really is and what his how his how he got to this point, mm-hmm. and and like giving you a lot of understanding of like how this can happen and how this can happen again and how the other forms of this kind of fraud has happened around the world, but more specifically. Um, they had that interview with Billy McFarlane, which I feel like gave us a lot of insight like who this person is. Oh, he he looked guilty of him. Did I mean, you he, see how blown his pupils uh, were? Yeah, he yeah he he was so uncomfortable. Yeah, and he was coked out. If 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 it wasn't specifically cocaine, your pupils during an interview where you have that many lights on you should not be that dilated. So you have to have been on some kind of drugs. Oh, so that's why he was because he kept looking down. Oh my gosh, you just ill. Oh, it was he bad. Um, but then the other side is uh, on the Netflix documentary. They gave you a lot of information about how the community of the Bahamas were really affected, and mm. um, oh, and God, yeah, yeah. So I feel like you should watch both because there's there's mm-hmm. information that either one and also. Um, the Netflix documentary w- was produced by the um, entertainment slash advertising company that advertised for the Fire Festival. Oh my God. So that's who produced the Netflix one. And then, hold on, there was somebody being interviewed in the Hulu one that um, the, Nef- the, the company Jerry's Media, they were the one yeah. who um, basically said that this particular person who used to work for Jerry's Media, who was being interviewed by Hulu, is someone that not to be trusted. So there's a, cer- there's a certain kind of like 
lack of trustworthiness that go with the Jerry's media one. Like maybe they took all that information and spun it to like make a profit off of what they probably lost yeah. um, in a similar in scamming the, way. In the Netflix one? In the Netflix one. Yeah, because I was like, because from the Hulu one, I wouldn't trust anything that Jerry's media has said. Exactly. And that the person who hmm. used to work for Jerry's media, he was real clear. Like they were asking me to delete um comments of questions mm. from the people who bought these fire tickets and were like, um, hey, I don't, it's three days before, I don't have my flight information, I don't have any housing and lodging information, and that person was tasked by Jerry's Media as being an employee of Jerry's Media to delete comments. And to block people even further, to block people who um, asked anything like in their DMs about the thing to the point where they created a very specific filter of like it these many good. words, yeah, of these words. That's insane DM. how they, that you can do that. Yeah, that you can make a filter of like words so that if anybody goes into your DMs with those words, they automatically are blocked. Oh mm -hmm. my God. So yeah, so the thing, so when you talk about questions, I think a lot of times when people want to eliminate the person who's asking questions and around the institution or about their project or whatever, I'm like, oh, you have a lot of things to hide. Right. Because you're that that for me lets mm -hmm. me know. Oh, let me okay. This is a burning ship. Let me go ahead mm -hmm. and go well, over here. Well, I would say that, and or because like I know, like I've been in situations where I've been asked a lot of questions, Diane, and <laughs> I'm just like I don't know the answer because yeah. I am not. I was never in the position to make this choice anyway in the mm. first place. I'm just implementing it, right. mm -hmm. and so then there are some moments where people are being asked things, and they're like, I don't know. This was the way it's been done. Like. Yeah. I'm just I'm on, I'm only a uh, mm. executor. I'm not the initiator. Yeah. And so I think also that that can get people a little kind of like mm. or or they've never thought about it before. Or they never thought yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, I I've definitely been questioned. I'm a teacher. I have mm -hmm. parents, mm -hmm. and they ask Ooh, me job. questions. And the best thing someone ever said to me was, "You can always say, oh, good question. Yes. I'll think about that and get back to you.' Because yeah. on the moment, there's so much happening. You're like, what are they thinking? Why are they asking this mm -hmm. question? What's going on? And you're just like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm a horrible teacher. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's so true, and I think customer service in in teaching, no, in um, serving and in mm. um, working in telemarketing, that has taught me enough a, a lot about like transparency. Even mm. just a little bit goes a long way. So when people ask me questions, I'm like, you know what? That the question that you're asking is outside of what I even know or what I'm hired to do. So what I can do is ask someone who can or transfer right. you over to somebody who can do that. But right. basically saying like, I don't even know the answer to that question. To be very honest with yeah. you, and also I think. If it is a very valid, I was like, that is a good question. Let yep. me get you over to someone. Let's look this up together. Yep. Specifically serving when someone's like, you know, why is this going on over here? Why is this, or who gets to do that? And I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm absolutely. literally out in the front. So yeah. let me go figure this out for you real quick. Amen, amen. And I think when we like humble our, our roles down to something that's really realistic, right. like, I'm a choreographer. I got this grant coming in. I don't know when I'm going to be able to pay you on time right. because I'm still waiting for them to send me the funds through. If you're asking me when your money's gonna come, I can just tell you, look, I'm waiting for the grant money to come through. Let me, I can be very transparent with you about what it is I'm working on, but this is why I don't have a direct answer for you as opposed to, I'ma just not hire you again, you ask so right. many questions, or um, I'ma just not return your emails, or I'ma get frustrated with you for yeah. asking me so many times about the money that I promised to pay you. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll just, I just wanna set, go back in just a second and give a shout out to my daddy, oh. because he used to tell us all the time, he said, if you don't know something, you can say, and he's like, listen to me very carefully, <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that just blew my world. I was like, what? I can actually say that? I didn't know that yeah. I could actually say that. Because like my sister and I, we would like go around. We'll try to find an answer. Uh -huh, uh -huh. We'll keep talking until we arrive at something. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Just say you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, it, there's, no, there's nothing lost. Mm -mm. It's okay. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. lost. And oh, another one, when someone asks you about something that I'm, I'm saying this to me as like, um, 
a male person who is conditioned to be like a man and a boy, like when you ask me something about like womanhood, feminism, things like that, mm. I'm like, I'm not the person for that information. I'm not privy to it. I don't know much about it, unfortunately. Instead of saying something to get you all caught up mm. and then um, flamed on the Twitter streets and getting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just, just be mm -hmm. like, I am not the person to be asked. I think these three, four, five people over here are somebody that could better ask a question. I'm just not the one. Yep. Or I don't, or I just don't know enough about that information yeah. right there. Yeah. You want to um, transition now? Yeah, let's do... Um, I have an idea. What's up? I, I saw it in a meditation. Mm -hmm. So, Diane, can you do a back a back bend walkover or something, like right now, like if we asked? No. <laughs> Could you do it with support? Yes. Well, not right now. You're asking, like, right here, right now? Yeah. No. Not in this tiny space. No, no, no. Well, we, we do transition steps, and then we mm -hmm. execute them oh, out in the house. Oh, yeah. oh. So I'm just wondering if we gave you the support that you needed I mean, I would need to warm my back up. How much? I'm like 38 years old. Yes. You are not 38. I am. No, you're not. Yeah. I think I am. The other day I said I was 28 and everyone <laughs> looked at me like, Who the what's wrong with you? And no, I was like, you're not. No, I am. I'm actually almost 39. No, my, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Born in 1980. Y'all look so, you look younger than me. Like in my mind, when I first uh. met Melanie, I was like, Melanie is like at least three or four years younger than me. Melanie's like, nah, bro. <laughs> I was like, what? I got 10 years on you. Right. Um, okay, well, we're going to do some version of that. We could do, yeah, we could do something. We could okay. do something fun. Okay. Maybe a, an assisted cartwheel or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. The transition. Okay, let's I do, do cartwheels. I'm a cartwheel person. I, I love a cartwheel. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> we can each do a cartwheel, and then it can be like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All right. I'll show you a, a partnered cartwheel if you want. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. 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 So we're going to cartwheel mm -hmm. into our next segment, which is called History for the Future. Woo! Future, 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 future. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to briefly chat about um, Anne Raven. Is that right? Wilkinson? Wilkinson. She just passed away, mm. went on up to glory mm -hmm. in December. Um, and she was an American dancer who was credited as having been the first African-American woman to dance in a major classical ballet company. She broke the color barrier in 1955 when she signed a contract to dance full-time with the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Oh. So, big ups to her. She was born in Manhattan, and oh. she passed away in Manhattan. Oh, wow. She was like New York, born and bred. But she moved to Italy. The Ballet de Monte Carlo, isn't that in Italy? I don't know. See see how that works, folks? I don't know. I think it is. That's a great I question. I'm going to Google real quick. Live. Or not really live. I'll time to listen to it. And so as you're Googling that, I'll just say that it also mentions that as she, she did have difficulty touring, especially in the segregated South, and that the troupe would sometimes go to white-only hotels, and so they kept her race a secret. Um, she later told an interviewer, I didn't want to put the company in danger, but also never wanted to deny who I was. If someone questioned me directly, I couldn't say, no, I'm not black. So was her know, skin light? Yeah, she was she was fair skin. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing yeah. Perry for some reason. Paris? Oh, maybe. Le Ballet de Monte Carlo. That was a terrible French accent. I'm mm. so sorry. I think it's because you're trying it. to do a Spanish and... 
de Monte Carlo. I don't know. So let me stop. Um, yeah, I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing Perry, but it is it is European. European. It is it, it is either Italian or Paris. And somebody, you know, how about this? If you know the answer to that, email us at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com with the answer to this, please. And also, if we ever say anything like incorrect. Or not so factual. I would love to be corrected, and then we can do a really great thing where we can shout you out for correcting us. Or if you would like to be anonymous, we can keep you anonymous. But then yeah. we can talk about the you know hold ourselves accountable for misinformation and then right the wrongs. And then you know that sometimes that feels better to first see it in writing rather than someone just like busting up on you on the sidewalk and be like, "Look, bitch." Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hey Stop now, doing our best, doing our best." Remember yeah. what you said on Tuesday, and I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't remember." What I said you on Tuesday. say it. I'm like, right. uh-huh. "Okay." So. Also, full transparency. I love when people come up to me and like, oh, I, I love what you said on the podcast. And I'm like, you have to understand, I say a lot of things on the 36 episodes of this podcast. I don't know what's going on. And also, even though I edit it, I don't really listen for my words. I listen right. for like sound things and cuts and things like that. So I don't ever, re- I don't retain any of this information that I give to y'all for some reason. What are you eating and not sharing? I am eating a Belveda um, cookie. Belveda. They dry? You got some liquid for that? I actually really love dry cookies. I'm not, at, like, when they're store-bought, I prefer them to be dry and crunchy. And then when I make them, they're always so gooey because I found the greatest way when you... These are like bre- breakfast biscuits, right? Would you like the breakfast biscuits? Oh, yeah, they're breakfast biscuits. Breakfast biscuits. Breakfast I used to get on these. I used to. I get them every every Saturday when I teach my students because, like, I teach five classes back-to-back, so I need something. And this is a good source of energy. Child. Okay. All right. That was great. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm gonna talk. Out. I'm gonna talk while <laughs> while Jay has filled his mouth with dry ass crackers. So okay, Diane, let's get into your business. Okay, let's t- talk to us about being in the sky and up in the world. And oh yeah, um, what part about it? Okay, so <laughs> so should so say someone wants to get into aerial work. Oh yeah. Okay, say they're a novice. Mm-hmm. You know, thirty five year old. Mm. Um, they have a little core strength, but not a lot. Mm. So what are some of the things that you, like, can you talk us through, like, some of the intricacies of, of dealing with uh, fabric and gravity sure. and body? Okay, so, number one, I, uh, I can't speak for all people, mm-hmm. but I freaking love teaching humans of all kinds mm-hmm. um, because I love nothing more than having someone come in and just have that moment of, whoa. And for their own body. Like, I think that that is the best thing ever. And that's something that I've really been um, digging into lately and trying to break that um, barrier. I have a lot of people who are like, oh, I shouldn't take your class. I've never taken aerial before. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I want you in my class if you know everything? Mm-hmm. You're so, here to learn. Right. So there's a lot of f- figuring out or curiosity that has to happen with the body, would you say? Yeah. And this was all... Uh, Aerial is hard, and so it's hard for everybody. And so why don't you just come in, put your pride on the stoop before you get here, and just come in with an open heart and no expectations, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be fun, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be great. Can I throw in a little bit? Yeah. I thought I was strong. Mm -hmm. I have the muscles. I go to the gym. I lift heavy iron things. So different. My very first aerial class. I was like, so my muscles are literally just cosmetic. They yeah. do nothing. Because <laughs> I could yeah, yeah, yeah. my finger, like, I didn't know that I had to have strong finger you muscles or, 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 or hands. It's insane. I didn't know how to, like, flex my foot. I spent so many years trying to not flex my foot, and then you're telling me to flex my foot up yeah. on the silks. Yeah. I'm sliding down and burning my hands. Yeah. I was, like, <gasps> the most 
I felt the most weak I've yeah. ever felt in my yeah. life in an area class. This is a great, like, equilibrate, yeah. uh, uh, liberator. Equalizer. Equalizer, yeah. thank yeah. you. And the people in my life who I thought were weak, who looked like they have, like, no body or, like, no muscularity, they were just, like, up and down oh. and flying and flipping. I was like... The world is upside down yeah. for me. But then what I love about Ariel, which just ends up happening naturally because it's so hard, mm-hmm. someone comes in and they try something and they get it and everybody, regardless of how good they yeah. are, is like, oh, yeah. you got it. Yeah, because yeah, they were really living their own experience of when they tried that and mm-hmm. it was so hard. Yeah. And so it's like everyone has been through it. Everyone. I, 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 uh, I'm sure there's some gymnasts out there who are like, what are you talking about? But I feel like they did it when they were first a gymnast. So I feel right. like any hard thing like mm-hmm. that, you've been through the hard part. Unless yeah. you're a genius and you just figured it out, but I meet very few of those people. Come on. That there's that moment of like, oh, this is so hard. And then, oh, oh. Yeah. And then it's amazing. And then I want to take your class. Come to my after class. After May. Okay. I'm, I'm teaching forever, so. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the Brooklyn Zoo. Yeah. I'm going to shout out to the Brooklyn Zoo. Mm. They are... Such a welcoming space. And I like teaching there. I like teaching all of the places where I teach, but um, I like teaching there because it's more community focused. Mm -hmm. It's not not as um, specific to Ariel. It's more just like come and you'll learn some fun stuff and there'll be a community behind you and it's going to be fun. We're not, we can train to be professional, Mm -hmm. but we're not really training to be, that's not really our focus. Mm -hmm. At least not there for Mm me. Um, So what, what else do you teach? I teach lots of things. I teach tumbling, like an acro tumbling class. Mm-hmm. I teach aerial. I teach modern dance. Yes. Um, yeah. And sometimes I do a little bit of time massage. Yes, nice. time massage. Nice. T- I'm very interested in knowing how you got into doing aerial work. More specifically, yeah. like, um, I think more specifically as it pertains to like dance, because I think mm. I separate. I have some friends who do area work, and they wouldn't consider themselves dancers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I fell into it. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I went to school in Liverpool, and um, there was this flyer for uh, able disabled bodies mm-hmm. to take this week long course in aerial slash dancing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, this like harness. Uh, aerial so static line so basically you wear a harness and you hook up to the ceiling with a a line that doesn't bounce or anything Mm -hmm. and you do contact improvisation Mm -hmm. and it's for people with in a wheelchair or people who use wheelchairs people who don't use wheelchairs anyone and I was like I saw the flyer and I was like yes Mm -hmm. and so I uh, called them and I said hey I'm a student do you have any discounts because I'm poor and I'm right. from America and right. I have like nothing. And they and they said, yeah, we can give you half. Nice. And I was like, okay, that's still a lot. And so <laughs> then I was talking to my professor mm-hmm. in the university and she was like, why don't you just ask uh, the university and they might give you the rest. And I was nice. like, who, what? No, yeah. what? And so I went and he's like, yeah, sure. I was like, where am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? I can yeah. ask for things? Right. Yeah, and get them. And so I went f- completely free. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I think I had to pay to get there on a bus. Yeah. And that was that's, I can afford that. Yeah. And it was a week-long intensive. And I worked with people mm. who used wheelchairs. I worked with people with spina bifida. Like, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And um, so... Being in the air like that, dancing, uh, and I made these amazing friends, and we all stayed there. Uh, I think it may, it may not have been a week; it may have been less than. I don't really remember; it was a long time ago. But it was uh, we we went there overnight, and so at nighttime we would just sit in like the lobby or like the oh little common gosh. space and talk about everything. And um, 
and let your like liquid muscles sort of rejuvenate. Yeah. yeah. And it was static line, so it was less intense than aerial. Mm-hmm. But then I got it in my head that I just want to do aerial stuff. Yeah. And I thought that silks was the same thing because mm. I'm an idiot. Can, I, and, I think, can we take a moment to yeah. like differentiate? That? I know, yeah. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are like, what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. So um, static line mm-hmm. is... The so it's like a rope. Mm-hmm. It's a rated rope. I just have to be very clear about mm-hmm. that. You just mm-hmm. don't get a rope at the hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a harness, and it's specifically tied up to a ceiling that can withstand the weight. Mm. And uh, specific, everything is very specific. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't bounce, so your body weight can kind of hang, nice. and you can dance and move. But your center of gravity is basically around your pelvis, mm-hmm. rather than on the floor. Yeah. So, um, and then silks is a little bit stretchier. It's these two pieces of fabric, Mm -hmm. again, very specific, uh, that hang from the ceiling Mm -hmm. and you're not tied in. So Mm -hmm. you have to lift your own body weight up by your hands mostly and your abdominals. Um, and I think both can be very challenging, but I think that one is a little bit easier to access right away, mm-hmm. and then the harness is a little easier to access. Are they both called aerial? They're both called aerial because they're both happening in the air. Okay. Have you yeah. done any works with um, hoops? Lyra? Yeah, with Lyra. Thank you. That's, That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have done a little bit with Lyra. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I've I... also done chains. Chains, too? Yeah. You're just so bad. So I used to run a show, I used to produce a sh- sh- co produce a show monthly and somebody submit an aerial chains piece mm-hmm. and just the sound of the metal clicking mm. I was like oh yeah that's mm-hmm. the one I have to do that so I did it for a while nice. yeah it nice. was amazing um have you danced with any like companies or any major projects using aerial work yeah I mean I used to perform with um uh oh I'm forgetting their name right now I'll remember it in a second okay that's how, that's how it goes yeah, no, yeah it up. is I used to perform like biannually with them. Nice. Um, and, but mostly like that thing I used to produce, I'd perform every once in a while yeah. at, at the Muse. Um, and then nothing like huge though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first dance company I danced with in Arizona, Scorpius Dance Theater, uses a lot of um, aerial work um, in almost every performance where. Predominantly using silks. Lyra was next. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we saw chains, but definitely saw like mm-hmm. rope. But mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. My rope task was, my first year was to be like, it was part of this show called A Vampire Tale. So I was like the buff vampire. And I would like take the bottom of the rope mm-hmm. and swing Lord while there was somebody up yeah. who was like wrapped in on yeah. one hand, literally spinning around. I want to do that. In a, in a very small theater space. This is not mm-hmm. like a major theater. It's like he's swinging over mm-hmm. like someone's head mm-hmm. and like, Air walking. It was it's stupidly beautiful. It's, I'm gonna send you some videos. It's crazy. Straps is really beautiful too. The straps, yeah. 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 There's some amazing straps performers that just use the air like it's ground. Mm-hmm. Like how I don't understand how you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm. Yeah. I saw a lot when I was producing that stuff because some because pe- my thing was you know I want people to come and perform. I'm not so. I don't. I like. I want it to be an uh, experiment. I don't want it to necessarily be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, we got a lot of people from Cirque du Soleil who had time off, who wanted to practice their craft, but didn't want to perform mm. in front of a large audience because they ha- were just playing with this idea over here yeah. and wanted to perform it in front of an audience with low, mm-hmm. with like a low bar. Yeah. And so we had these amazing people come and perform, and then mixed in 
some people who had never performed before and this was their first time and I was like this is where the beauty this is magic yeah. where one act it's like their first time ever performing mm-hmm. and then the next act is someone from Cirque du Soleil like yeah. what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so what made this sort of, are you still doing this curation this production I don't still do no. it no no they what moved happened? into a different okay. space they got kicked out of their space and they moved into a space that was a little bit too far away and I think a little bit of that magic for me went with the move and mm-hmm. I just I was like that was a nice time but I need to focus on something else for a while yeah, yeah. So. reasons seasons lifetimes yeah boom um I'm really interested in knowing into knowing how area work has affected your dancing and mm-hmm. like and what is the relationship when you're not even in the air mm. well for one I feel like uh my ability to move in space has changed because being upside down doesn't feel so foreign. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I've been working a lot with acrobatics uh, recently in dancing and, and meshing the two. And I think that not only am I stronger in a mm-hmm. lot of different ways in all pathways, that because in aerial you have to be strong in all parts of your yeah. body, um, that I can do more things and hold more things and kind of mm-hmm. like lift bodies in different ways. Mm. But also I'm not so scared to be upside down and to hold with my foot because yeah. I already am doing that in yeah. aerial. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of opens the the axi, axi more so mm-hmm. that you can be moving in all different yeah. directions. And mm-hmm. I love it. I My next goal is to start combining aerial with dance with the tumbling and just mm. get this three-dimensional yeah. plane mm-hmm. that sounds amazing yeah i just need to find the space for it oh yeah mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. recommend um i want to differentiate aerial dancers from non-aerial dancers by calling them ground movements yes yeah, <laughs> yeah ground dance yeah. ground dance yeah. okay um th- would you ha- would you recommend as ground movers to take some aerial courses in a way to like do what you mm-hmm. like with that specific purpose of creating a more um dimensional axes mm. axi yeah mm-hmm. i feel like everyone has to choose what mm-hmm. makes their heart sing i can't yeah. recommend anything cuz mm-hmm. i don't know what is yeah. their next step yeah but um i think that Ariel got me so strong so fast and uh, gave me a new idea of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's great. But yeah. I don't know if that's great for everybody. That, yeah. that person who's across the street. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what's sort of attracting me to aerial work is it looks completely inaccessible. It looks like I can't do that. So for me, yeah. even if I were able to to climb my little body up yeah. that mm-hmm. silk yeah. and hang for yeah. like three seconds, yeah. I'd be like challenge yeah you know, I know exactly and it would feel so invigorating and that's yeah. what i'm saying that i love that's yeah. the moment that i love for people or yeah or accessing new parts of like oh i didn't actually know that these muscles existed in my mm-hmm. back th- mm-hmm. this way and that they're actually you they can do this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like there's so much to discover in that work i feel like and yeah. i've i've been finding ways to strengthen parts of your body in the air or on silks mm-hmm. that you can't do on the ground. That So it's this way of like, there's just one muscle right here that I want to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Tell us where right here is. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just make, I'm just saying randomly. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, for me, it's actually my front ribs mm-hmm. um, yeah. are kind of weak. And so you can do these things to strengthen that. Yeah. And then it helps you on the ground. Uh, but it's kind of hard. There's like no push-up you can do really. Uh, there, there are things you can do on ground, but it's a little bit easier when you tie your wrists up and are hanging yeah. from the silk. Yeah. Easier slash way harder. 
Way harder. I remember the warm-ups that we did for when I was thought I was going to be an aerial dancer when I first joined the company. I'm so glad I learned my lesson. Um, the warm-ups we were doing with, like, we would get get our feet hooked into the silk so mm -hmm. then our feet are suspended off the ground and, like, do push-ups and do, like, oh, other cool. ab things. Um, I think there were some more advanced things. Some the, Our teacher would, like, hook his feet in, hang upside down, and, like, do sit-ups yeah. and stuff like that with the purposeful intention of not swinging yeah. the, the, uh, the silk back and forth, yeah. which means you have to have a other kind of, like, understanding of your body so you're not just, like, thrashing mm -hmm. about, which that would be me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and then I think for me, I was like, I just need to be able to come up and down the silk, like, about ten times before we start. Because if I, I just the just the coming up uh -huh. and then finding your way down was so oh, much of my full body yeah. that I was like, I think that's all I need. Yeah, I will say that that used to be my favorite thing when I was in elementary school. You know, I ha you had to do those, you know, presidential blah 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 bloops. Mm -hmm. Climbing the rope mm -hmm. was always my favorite. I was mm -hmm. good at that. Mm -hmm. I sucked at everything else. I was not a team player. <laughs> Anything with a ball did not work for me. Yeah. But that rope. Yeah. We didn't have the rope when I was going to school. We had to sit and reach. Sorry. For you. Did you yeah. did you have a rope? I feel like I had it in one school that I was mm. at for one year. And right. then they're like, oh, okay, we're moving you to this other school. And I'm like, oh. And <laughs> didn't right. get the rope I didn't get the rope in that new school. I feel, but you know, this was a long time ago. So I remember climbing it one time yeah. and thinking, this is all Ooh, I ever sorry. wanted to do. Yeah. And then yeah. never it's... getting to do it again. <laughs> but now becoming but an now air artist, yeah, and right? Then, and then look at that. The bam. seed yeah, was planted. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think we can begin to transition at this point. Sure. Well, can I ask one quick yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, please. Mm -hmm. Are there any sort of, um, not cautions, but sort of things that people should consider uh, being aware of if they are interested in going into silk work? Like, be mindful. Your wrists will blank. Or be mindful that you will be sore. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you will be sore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used to have private lessons with a friend of mine when I first started and I would write her a check at the end and I wouldn't be able to write the check. Like I literally yeah. was writing like a two year old, like I big letter. Honey, was this what the late seventies writing a check? I'm just joking. I know. I'm joking. I know. <laughs> no, joking. I know. I'm old. Yeah. Um, no, I, it didn't always carry cash and she didn't take, it was before you had the little Venmo, swipey swipe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah before perfect. Venmo too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is a long time ago. It was like mm. 10 years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would have like, these letters, like they were so big, yeah. Because you just lose the ability to write, and also undo any sort of cap or yeah. zip up your pants. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I nice. Think it's, okay, it's good to know that. Yeah. I had hands. the same experience when I tried to trim the hedges with looping shears. I don't know when what I was that a kid. Means. What is a loop? Let me Google. Yeah. Anyway, it was like the wrong device to be using to trim hedges, and then oh. I, I couldn't. Like my hands were shaking, and I couldn't oh. move. Like. So you're familiar with it. I'm familiar with that feeling. So then you should just take a class, rip off the Band-Aid already. I can't wait. I want to do it so bad. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So bad. Yeah, I use those to trim hedges instead of using oh. real hedge trimmers. Oh. Look, I'm from the country. This is what you know. That's what you do. And I, didn't, I didn't want to ask. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't know. See? Um, yeah. Circle back. I, would, uh, I know you mentioned Brooklyn... Uh, zoo, mm -hmm. but I also wonder if you have any other recommendations of places that maybe our listeners, and I think more specifically for um, that, that may feel comfortable for um, able-bodied people, people mm -hmm. of color, mm -hmm. um, you know, just mm -hmm. just as a, as a most inclusive place for mm -hmm. people to try out these things. Brooklyn Zoo is amazing mm -hmm. for that. Um, the Muse Gowanus is mm. also it's a little bit smaller, yeah. and it's also good for. Um, it's in. 
Kiwanis, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more expensive. than yeah. I think Brooklyn Zoo is like the best for your price yeah. um, point, but also as like an artist, mm-hmm. but also has a very amazing, it's very diverse. Yeah. What um, is the price point? Sorry. We, yeah. I believe, I. it's hard for me because I don't pay for classes. Come on. See? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's around $20. Oh, Twenty-five, maybe thirty. But Even still, I thought it was like a hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Oh God, no! no. Right. But but in other places, okay, it is more expensive. Yeah. But that, so it comes with. So that's like why it's a community. Like yeah. it's not you're not gonna go and get like your. It, it's less. The expectation mm-hmm. is a little bit less. Yeah. The Muse um, Bushwick or the Muse Gowanus. They have two locations. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more expensive, but they also are going to be more detailed and more focused mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. like exactly doing it perfect perfectly mm-hmm. um and then there's also circus warehouse which is like a two-hour class mm-hmm. and so they're 60 dollars an hour okay. i believe and so i don't work there yeah. it's um out of my range of where my subways mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> right. uh but i can't speak to there okay like but i feel like circus in general is pretty yeah. cool options i'm glad yeah. i'm just glad that there is some some places that people might be like "Ooh, let me try that out and now they know specifically in new york yeah. city um i would say if there are listeners in arizona because i have friends who are from arizona and they want to try out some aerial things scorpius dance theater check out their website um because i'm sure they have classes i think when i left four years ago they were having regular classes on That's a night awesome. um because they invested a lot of money in a, a smaller aerial studio so they hold like I think it was like three, at least three um, aerial classes throughout the week. Pretty sure there's more now. So if you want to yeah. do some stuff in Arizona, check out Scorpius Dance Theater. Um, all right, we have a couple more minutes left, so let's go ahead and transition into our last segment. I forgot what our last week segment was. Oh, what's coming up next? Yeah, announcements. Um, announcements. Do you have any church announcements? Mm-hmm. I have so many <laughs> announcements. Okay. Um, so I'm working with this group called This Body, mm. and it's a group of four people who are coming together, and our focus is community-driven. Nice. And so we have some potlucks coming up, and we have... Um, oh, we don't have any potlucks scheduled, but we are having monthly potlucks. And we have this event called Valentine, mm. and it's on Valentine's Day, and it's not necessarily for couples. It's just for people who want to come and be in community and learn some basic Thai massage stretches or Thai nice. massage. How to, it, so you'll partner up and give and receive. Um, and then what time is that? That is at seven on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then also with this body, mm-hmm. we are doing a community workshop for tumbling. This whole tumbling dance. School connection that we're making mm-hmm. um that's gonna be on thursday february 28th mm-hmm. it's at 6 30 both of nice. these are at Bax brooklyn arts exchange oh nice nice who have so helped with this this body's mission um so i want to shout out to them because they've been so supportive in helping us mm-hmm. come together and and uh create these things yes and then we're performing uh, in Gibney's Showdown. Nice. Yeah, it's um, at three thirty on May fifth, and it's gonna it's a perf- it's a performance that um, or I should say a piece that I've worked on as a solo, and then made a quartet with yes. this movement that I'm working with. Nice. This acrobatic key. It's very political. It's mm-hmm. it was what was all in my head. Yeah. As uh, someone got elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and how like the th- how uh, demoralizing it yeah. felt as mm-hmm. a queer mm-hmm. lady, mm-hmm. queer white mm-hmm. lady. Um, 
And uh, when he won, it was like, oh, I didn't, like, I knew our country sucked, but I didn't know that it sucked that badly. And then to the extent that it was going to continue to show its ass. Yeah, yeah. And and, and more like, you know, I I can understand people who I don't know kind of sucking, but the people that you do know (gasps) who say things and they're like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh, you know I'm gay, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, okay, cool, cool. Right. Cool. Like I'm sitting right here yeah. with all of my brown and all of my queer, yeah. and you're just talking about me. Yeah. Um, I was taking notes mm. uh, about what your announcements were, but I was just wondering if you could also send me some links if there are links. Yeah, there are um, links. That would be great. I yeah. uh, I tend to edit the podcast slash posted Monday night, so if I can okay. get that from you yeah. soon. Cool. That would be great, um, so I can put them in the description box. So. I can tell you it's all on the This Body Lives website. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and then also I just want to throw out there that I uh, have a, a Facebook page called Queer Meetup. And it's um, meant for queer people to like to be a part of. And uh, I sort of filter it because I want to make sure people are safe. Mm-hmm. But if somebody asks to join, I'll yeah. ask them questions and see nice. if they're like an actual human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so people are all there yeah. and they post things that they're doing or post things that they like and I try to post something regularly just to keep things that we are all working on together and that seems to be a really nice community I love it can you give me the website for This Body Lives This Body Lives dot com oh okay perfect (laughs) I didn't know if it was like dot org dot net dot co you know yeah yeah yeah, I hear you I might just go ahead and when I get you know rich um, like that'll ever happen I'm just by all the how did I don't want to be rich. I want to be like. Wealthy. I want to be rich and wealthy. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like a lot of times the way that my view of my life and how I would like to ascend up to the upper room, a lot of money would just actually get in the way because yeah, I, hear you. I would spend, I would be like a JK Rowling. Like, I, I, I know I was a billionaire, but now I like only have a million dollars. I don't need more than that to live. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever get to that point and you need help. Yeah, I, um, I'll take it. No oh, problem. no, 100%. Like, if I win the lottery, my first plan is, like, so how do I turn this $100 million into, like, a great stimulus package for the dance world and the people that I know who are making art right I now? I would just buy a sky, a sky high building. Yeah. And have and every housing. floor. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be you my first You need a place to live? Okay. You yeah. need a place to perform? 100%. Okay. I think, I'm like, if I, I can you. really get the money, I'm like, I will just invest in real estate. <sighs> I'll end up buying so many properties in Brooklyn and in the city and be like, they're, ho- they're subsidized artist housing. Yeah. And then create like an infrastructure of like grant writers who can apply for grants to make sure we keep this shit up and running so it's not just my money for that's what I want I'd want to be the one holding like a not a foundation but something where Mm -hmm. we're giving artists money yeah Mm -hmm. keeps keeps growing and this is probably why we will never win (laughs) (laughs) because we want to do good things because we want to do good things with our money yeah do you have any things coming up I'll just say save the date for May 16th and 17th. Sapphire will be making her her premiere on the new moon on the new moon where um We'll talk about that later. Okay. Do you have closer. a uh, fun D razor? Uh, that's coming up later, so I will. It hasn't been announced yet, um. darling. Is it being announced the week this podcast comes out? No. Okay. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. When's this podcast coming out? Um, Tuesday. No. Okay. Just keeping it real. Is it yeah. going to happen the next Tuesday us after that? Is it going to be the Yeah, we're going to start when Black History Month starts. Okay, cool. Um, so next, so rolling. tomorrow we'll talk about the fun D-Razor. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I am currently still resting. I'm about to go to a Black Power Nap um, exhibition at PSNY soon so I can learn more about... When um, you going? I'm probably going to go tomorrow or um, Tuesday afternoon. I think it's only up until Tuesday, so I think I'm going to have to go soon, soon. 
But um, as I've been like actively resting and learning a lot more about And why rest, have you been actively resting? Tell the world. Because why? Because I'm black and tired. I don't know. <laughs> because you got sick. No, that wasn't it. I've been resting way before I got sick. But you got sick. I got sick. But no, I was resting way before I got sick. I was resting since December 17th after I finished my Chocolate Factory show. I was like, take it shut down. Like, I'm not doing... I didn't even look at my phone for days. Anyways, but I, I think as it bled over into 2019, that's when I started to think like, oh, I still feel tired. I'm not as rejuvenated as I expected to feel. So I'm going to like stay in the mode of rest until my body, mind, and spirit feels like I'm no longer in the state of rest. Um and as I kept talking about it, like I started getting more signals and people sharing information with me. I've been following the Nat Ministry on Instagram for such a long time and just seeing their posts have really helped like just validate the importance of just napping or finding a moment to just like rest. Um, but then also I watched Trigger Warning or Triggered Something by um, Killer Mike on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment about... Um, how the slave industrial complex we didn't allow for the enslaved Africans to sleep or rest at all. So like that, like any kind of rest in general for a black body became a luxury and even still being like highly overworked and underpaid and so many other things. It's like having a moment to just sleep became such a central focus point for um, an episode of like creating a, a ministry, or not a ministry, a, a religion mm. where um, this person named Sleepy was like the Messiah of, of, of the religion. And the point is for everyone to like literally just sleep. And I was like, I was sitting there being like, validated, validated. Yeah. I'm being so validated right now because even just for my personal life, if, I, if I'm not using race and any other kind of like identity to, um, to, to justify this mm. or to bring any awareness or look it through, look through it in that lens, I, I work extremely hard. Like I, 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 I beat myself up to work even harder. Like I look at Beyonce, I'm like she got the same amount of hours in a day as I do. So I try to do Beyonce level things without the Beyonce staff or funding. So yeah. like that's exhaustive. Um, there's a there's a long long streak of professional perfectionism in my life that like I'm trying to unlearn. So there's that, and also like as I'm healing trauma, like it takes it takes space and time and rest for the healing to actually like manifest and coalesce, as opposed to like reading something in a great book and be like, wow, that's amazing. I'm a highlight. I'll post it on Instagram, and I'm go and I'm going to go back to doing the same terrible behavior mm -hmm, <laughs> that mm -hmm. that thing was telling me about. So mm -hmm. I need the rest. I need the space. I need the time to dream, to think, mm -hmm. and to be able to implement these new things in my life and be the new person that I've been trying to be. Like, I've been having an identity crisis, part, and not in a bad way. I think crisis may not be the best word, mm -hmm. but maybe an identity Question. shift. Identity questions, yeah. Because I know I'm no longer the person that I was before I went to Trinidad, and, I'm, and I don't know exactly who I am at this moment, so I'm in a space from, like, with, if I, I have to be open, I have to have time enough to, like, explore the things that this new person needs to explore. Yeah. And also consider being comfortable with not knowing. Yeah. And I was that, just going to say that. Right, and that when you arrive there, you arrive there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This reminds me, I just want to give a shout out to folks who completed their, sh who had shows this weekend and mm. have successfully completed them. Yeah. I was supporting a friend this weekend um, with her show, just like, you know, bringing coffee and stuffed yeah. animals and, and rose water and just, you know, saying just... You know, take care of yourself, folks. And yeah. especially during performance weeks, yeah. eat, even mm -hmm. if you don't want to. Because yes, I think our adrenaline tells us not to. Yes, and then does. after the show, when you get sick and stuff, yeah. it's because you, you didn't, didn't eat. Exactly. You did not keep your body maintained in a way that it could fight off things. So once yeah. the adrenaline calmed down, mm -hmm. that, you know, so. And it's great to have, yeah. have partners, friends, and even roommates, like, 
just ask them more specifically, like two out, two weeks a week before, like, hey, I'm about to be in show week. I struggle with these things. If you could, like, just remind me. Yeah, text me every day. Did you eat breakfast? Yeah, mm-hmm. little things like that. Um, I do want to shout out Brotherhood Dance has their um, hoodworks on February 7th. That'll be um, the first Thursday of February at um, Basquiat's Bottle. I'm going to put the link in the description box wherever you are listening so that you can show up to this really great um, open mic night based talent um, event at the at this bar called Basquiat's Bottle is specifically integrated for people of color and the LGBTQIA communities. So please um, show up to such a wonderful event that I had the opportunity to perform at, but also is run by like the family of the Dance Union podcast. Yeah. That can I can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. That also reminds me that Activate Equity is happening on yes. February second at El Barrio Art Space. It's hosted by The Field. There's going mm. to be an amazing speaker and then several breakout sessions and a plenary. That's not a plenary. It's actually decolonizing the idea of a plenary, which is going to round out the day. Um, so it's talking about the different artists are, are talking about different ways to activate equity in the arts. Yeah. So check that out check at the out. field. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm going to put a link of both of those things in the description box wherever you're listening so you know how to participate and partake. All right, so um, last thing our dance union has. Anybody want to start it off? I can start. Did I say this last week? Can I say mine and tell me mm-hmm. if I said it last week? Mm-hmm. My dance union, ha- I think I said this, um, a union rep. I said that, right? I think so, Okay. Yeah. Come back to me last yeah. then. Um, my dance union has... Um, Two to three brownstones in Brooklyn for artist subsidy, uh, uh, subsidized living for um, artists to go and live in, um, and it's well equipped, it's well maintained, and it's you know it's amazing. It's not lower quality. It's just you get your own room, you know. It's it's like it's like a dorm, but like for adults and for artists, and you're not paying out the wazoo for it. I just feel like can you that imagine can happen. All, never mind. So I was about to take a, go to a dirty place. Can you imagine all of the against books and that would happen in that building? That'd be amazing. Great. Anyway, okay. I mean, you, you stimulate that root chakra. <laughs> okay. Is it the root or is it the... the so is this one? like a wish? Okay. Sort of. It's, it's oh yeah. It's 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 both like pragmatic and like envisioning things, and it's also like sometimes Melanie wants food and cookies outside uh, of an audition. So like it yeah. can be. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, can it be something that I wish for the dance community mm-hmm. to have? Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to ask for what we need. Does yes. that like yeah. the ability to say, um, I am a human and I need to pay my rent. Sort yeah. of like that yeah. sort of thing of like, yeah. or I, or even in rehearsal, I'm a human and I need water right now, yeah. or I need like a break, or yeah, yeah. feel empowered. Yeah, to yeah. Just yeah, empowered. Yeah. yeah, exactly, empowered. Uh, I feel like empowerment for our community. Cool. My dance union has um, partnerships that make it possible that if a certain artist cannot advocate for themselves because they are under contract mm-hmm. in a certain way, that the, there's a part of or a tentacle of the organization that can actually go in on their behalf and surround them and support them as a group of people, not just one. Mm. Boom. Yeah, the, the group. I need, we need groups. We need of groups. People. Yeah. We need groups. We need um, what do you call task forces. Yes. Oh, I like. Oh, I want to be part of a task force. Yes, I want a badge too, and Please. a jacket, and a book bag. Ooh, oh, wait, or wait. A, no, I want a fanny pack. You want? Oh, yes. Okay, fanny packs and crop top. Um, yes. um uh, jackets. Yes. Oh my yes, god. Yes, they say task force. It says task force on oh. it. Oh my god. Oh on my the god. back. On, on the back. back. On the back. Okay. Okay. Crop top jackets and, and fanny pack. Yes. I'm here please. for. You and I are looking at each other like so. We got to design it. Okay. <laughs> It's the dance union task force. Or, or yeah, have dance union on the back and task force on the front. Oh. 
Who, oh, wait, 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 wait. I just, made. for no reason at all, I just want to have like, okay, maybe I'm taking it too far, but I want to have like that Ghostbuster like vacuum machine. <laughs> so we just like suck out. I don't know. I just want it. I just want, I just want some like physical accessory that just like we carry around with us and we just suck up the problems. I don't know. Like, <laughs> where does it go? Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so let's get on out of here. We're going to do five, six, seven, eight, and we will shout, we out. That's basically it. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. We, we out. out. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Bye. Diane. Thank you. This is amazing. Oh, my God. I was going to do a song this week. There you are, sitting in the garden, clutching my coffee, calling me sugar. Tonight